Welcome to the Cybersecurity Simplified Podcast, where we take the mystery out of today's top security threats and solutions. The success of working from home during lockdown has caused companies to rethink the office, allowing both in-office and at-home work on a permanent basis. But this new hybrid workplace presents cybersecurity challenges. Not only do companies need to secure headquarters, data center, and branch offices, they now need to safeguard dozens, hundreds, or even thousands of endpoints used by employees working remotely. In this episode of Cybersecurity Simplified, we'll discuss why the new hybrid workplace is the next security headache and what to do about it. Hi there, I'm your co-host, Susanna Song, Director of Communications at Highwire Networks. And I'm Dave Barton, CTO at Highwire Networks. Hey Dave, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Doing well, you know, uh, we all have to admit that we are living in a different world today. Um, I've heard friends, even my husband, say that uh, their employers are working on an August or September back-to-office plan. But uh, at the same time, I'm hearing a lot of hybrid models or even one neighbor saying that his company is going 100% remote. Uh, there are only two states that he can't work from, and that's Hawaii and California. Wow. Hawaii. Everybody wants to work from Hawaii. And you won't get work done. Right. <laughs> and I think California. Oh, we got Wi-Fi on the beach, right? Why not? Oh, man. Can you imagine? And I think California, because of uh, certain like tax tax issues, right? Employee protection laws, probably. Okay. So we, we know this is a reality for many people. Um, can we start from the basics, Dave? What does a firewall do in kind of the, the broader sense for people who have no idea? So... Uh, we've we've done a great job in the past of building walls around our our infrastructure right um but you got to have a door and so we came up with this idea of putting a firewall in place and the firewall is really nothing more than a gatekeeper old school firewalls did two things they allowed or they blocked based on the ability of the firewall programmer to write a policy, right? So Susanna comes to the door. Is Susanna authorized? Yes or no? It was really a, a, just a binary conversation. It's it's a one or a zero. And if she's allowed, then she gets a command. And if she's not, then she's denied. That's the firewall at a basic level. Uh, there's been an evolution of firewalls where you're doing more at the firewall than what you did in the past. Now we've got firewalls that also look at outbound traffic uh, for higher level application uh, decisions. So it, now, now not, not to mislead anybody, firewalls could always look at outbound traffic. They always could. But again, they were typically limited by IP address, by port number. Um, firewalls today can go all the way up to layer seven in the application stack, which means it could go as far as to say, I'm going to allow Dropbox, but I'm not going to allow um, some other SaaS-based application on mm -hmm. the internet. It actually can go to URL and start to incorporate um, reputation and geolocation. So you could say, I want to allow folks to get to PeopleSoft unless their source is coming from another country, right? So there's a lot of things that have evolved around the firewall. <clears throat> which is why 
all of these people working from home is causing us security folks a, a bit of a challenge because no longer are they going through that single doorway. They've all got their home networks, mm-hmm. right? Their home doorways. And in most cases, we don't have access to that. We don't have controls in place. So working from home is a bit of a nightmare, depending on who you ask. Yeah. So can you uh, implement or integrate a VPN so that the, there is some sort of like the firewalls talking directly to a company? Uh, like yes. Cloud VPN. Yeah. And look, remote access is the key. Uh, VPN access is one of those mechanisms to get them connected into your network, and then you can apply policy on the firewall on the outbound, right? Again, the whole idea <clears throat> is to, to know what you need to protect and allow and, and deny everything else, right? Firewalls were really the first zero trust idea in the world, mm-hmm. right? Because they said, nope, we're not trusting anybody unless we explicitly allow it. Uh, work from home has made that impossible. Yeah, and while we know that a simple firewall doesn't give your network cybersecurity in kind of the holistic sense, as you mentioned, it is like the first layer. So It is, absolutely. Are there any uh, different types of firewalls or newer kinds, next-gen firewalls that uh, could solve this kind of hybrid workplace business challenge? So I don't think – the short answer is I don't think there's a single firewall that can solve – the work from home challenge, but uh, a comprehensive program using next gen firewalls that do packet inspection that terminate the VPN. So you're allowing the remote user to connect, right? They, they connect in, um, you institute some zero trust capabilities around that remote access, and then you let your firewall, the next gen firewall do packet inspection. Um, De, uh, de-encrypting of encrypted traffic so you've got visibility to it. Um, policy that allows or doesn't allow shadow IT, right? The, the one thing we've been talking about in cybersecurity forever is shadow IT and, and people are buying services on the internet and deploying them for production use. And without some mechanism to detect that, you have proprietary sensitive data mm-hmm. sitting on a, a site somewhere that nobody's looked at, right? Putting a firewall that does content inspection, that does layer seven inspection, that lets me see what these apps are, where they're going, um, assign reputations to them. But, but then I think more importantly, correlates that data with a tool that can correlate the endpoint action with the VPN connectivity, with the firewall connectivity, and give you a picture of risk, um, that's really where you have to get to. So who does all that? That just kind of like, that blew me away. We talk about policy, writing all the, you know, different codes and who manages that? Does that fall kind of into the role of the vendor? So it it depends on, it, it really depends on your organization, right? Some organizations, um, do all of it themselves. So they'll have a firewall team that inter- inter- interacts with your IT guys. And then you've got other organizations who outsource some of that, mm-hmm. right? So you outsource to an MSSP and they manage the firewall. They help with policy. They help you build a security framework. Because at the end of the day, if you don't have a good framework like NIST to build a security program on, 
all you're going to do is band-aid a lot of problems. If you've got a holistic view that says we're going to do endpoint or we're going to do encryption and we have policy and we have awareness and we have all of these things, including a managed firewall um, or a next-gen firewall, we get a better outcome than here's a problem, let's put a Band-Aid. Here's a problem, let's put a Band-Aid, mm-hmm. right? Having that integrated program is essential. And, uh, you know, mid-market to enterprise companies, they, they have these things. Mid-market SMB down, um, typically they struggle because they can't find the people, right? To manage all of these point solutions that are solving the Band-Aid, right? Mm-hmm. They're putting the Band-Aid on the problem. Yeah, so those would be the people who then should probably outsource. Those are the businesses. absolutely mm-hmm. right, and and you know at the end of the day, our end customers or, or anyone watching this, you have to you have to measure risk. How much risk are you willing to allow another organization? Now, I, I would tell everyone: do your due diligence, understand capabilities, understand their reputation, understand what they bring to the table in terms of adding value, but absolutely supplement those precious security resources, if you have them, because they can't do it all, mm-hmm. right? They can't be experts in firewalls and SIMs and uh, EDRs and all these acronyms and still be good at delivering what you need them to do, which is protecting your brand. There are lots of organizations out there like ours who are very good at coming alongside you, helping you understand, helping you understand how to take that framework and that policy and apply it and create that holistic security program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And while and our, I know, we, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say while this podcast, you know, we're not doing any selling, like we are purely here to kind of dissect different cybersecurity right. um, ideas and uh, just helping protect people and businesses. Uh, we did launch Overwatch Marketplace launched a new product, which is gaining so much interest. And it's it's our Overwatch managed firewall. Um, it's not going to be for everybody, but David, can you talk a little bit about why um, our technology team, which you lead, you're our CTO, you, know, you guys, I mean, man, you guys vet so many different products. Why this one? kind of grab your attention and why it integrates so well into our marketplace? So I think number one is the the platform we picked has some really cool features. Um, fundamentally, it is an next-gen firewall. It has a cloud-based management console that is phenomenal. And more importantly, it scales well. So as you start thinking about 10 firewalls, 50 firewalls, 100 firewalls, um, a lot of their customer base have thousands deployed, mm-hmm. right? They, they have focused for the most part in oil and gas because they built a really cool model around PCI compliance. So there are 30,000 gas stations across the U S that they could go into and write one policy and have it pushed to all of them. Right. In the old days, I would log into a firewall and I would make a rule change. And then I'd go to the next firewall, log in, make a rule change hopefully not mess anything up along the way, right? With this cloud management system, I go into one interface, I select a policy, I create the policy, it pushes the policy, and now I've got instant protection. And when you layer that with all of those other next-gen features like content inspection, uh, geolocation, um, 
it, it's got a, a 5G connectivity. If you lose your broadband, it'll allow you to continue to do your job. And on top of that, you can apply templates around compliance frameworks like HIPAA or PCI. It's so much easier to work with, mm-hmm. right? And on top of that, we integrated into our SEM solution, our, our XDR program. So now you've got correlated events. And this goes back to that program, right? You have the endpoint where we correlate that data with the network data, with the firewall data, with all of the other tool sets. And we come up with a picture of risk that allows us to manage that risk better. And does our uh, security operations center manage this particular product? They do, yes. So would they be able to block? So you've got the 7 by 20. You've got the seven by twenty-four security operations center who's watching those alerts at two a.m. right for that bump in the night, and that's where integrating that into our our XDR platform lets us quickly find those threats and then respond to them. And 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 the analysts can actually block live threats. Absolutely, mm-hmm. they they see they see a behavior, they see an anomaly that has some high risk characteristics to it. They can go into the firewall and say, let's block this source IP coming from this country that's doing these bad things. Um, and they can push that rule from a single console and, and block it everywhere, right? So if we see a new ransomware variant, we can go say, this is what it looks like, go block it everywhere. <clears throat> and the cloud management console will do that. And uh, just to kind of wrap things up, we talk about uh, this hybrid environment, a hybrid workplace. So for people who work on the road, would this apply to to workers who, you know, are in a vehicle all day or, you know, work from a coffee shop? So coffee shop is different. Um, at the end of the day, the, the platform support, supports VPN connectivity. So... Um, you can affect policy decisions on that worker on the road as long as they've got connectivity. And then in, in the coffee shop on the Wi-Fi, you can enforce VPN. And now you've got all that protection that this next-gen firewall would, would provide. Okay, awesome. Any parting words, Dave? <clears throat> you know, I, at the end of the day, I always tell people, we got to have a good policy. We got to have a good framework and we got to have a holistic approach. Managed firewall is just one of those ways to do that. Um, if, if you need help, if, if you're struggling with resources, if you're struggling with what tools to pick, there there's organizations out there that'll help. Don't feel like it, you're in this on your own. Uh, there's a lot of us who've, who've uh, walked that ground that, that you're now walking through. And we can give you lots of advice, um, whether or not it's with Highwire. You know, I'm not here to tell you that you need to, to work with us, but find someone you trust. Find someone who's got the tool sets you need that are going to help you mature your security organization. Perfect. Well, thank you, David, as always. And thank you to our listeners for joining us. We've been getting actually some great feedback from you, those of you expressing how much you love uh, listening to this podcast. If you have feedback about today's podcast or if you have questions for David or the Overwatch team, please contact us at marketing at highwirenetworks.com. And be sure to join us for our next episode, Why It's Time for a Patch Management Makeover. Until next time, I'm Susanna Song. 
I'm Dave Barton. And this is Cybersecurity Simplified. From all of us here at Overwatch by Highwire Networks, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time on the Cybersecurity Simplified podcast. To learn more, visit us at highwirenetworks.com slash podcast.